Manhood and Christlikeness are synonymous. Why does this affect us? You're about to find out. Welcome to the Man Church Podcast. Hey, I want to welcome everybody to the podcast, uh, the Man Church Podcast. Uh, it's good to have everybody getting on and listening in. Um, I've got a few things on my heart that I wanted to share this time around. Uh, I know in the past we've done some interviews, and uh, the Lord's kind of dropped some things into into my into my spirit that I wanted to talk about that really have to do with men and men's ministry and how men operate in this world. Uh, my name is Pastor Robert Burdett. I'm the pastor at Powerhouse Church, and uh, I pastor uh, a church in Katy, Texas. I oversee a ministry called Jordan Ranch, where we do a lot of men's ministry, and we do a lot of uh, just helping men find their purpose and find what they're supposed to be doing. And, uh, you know, at, at, at its base, most men will struggle with who who am I and what am I made for? And I can just recall in my own life, as I was growing up, you know, I tried to figure out who I was. I was trying to figure out who I was. And I tried to find it in drugs. I tried to find it in alcohol. Tried to find it in women. Tried to find it in career. Tried to find it in money. And the list goes on and on and on. And we have a lot of men all over the world, really, not just the nation, but the world, uh, other countries. It's it's the same. Men are searching for who, who am I and, and what am I supposed to be doing? And uh, it wasn't until... I had a personal encounter with Jesus Christ that I realized what I was made for. And I think it's so critical to understand that we can do a lot of men's ministry, a lot of counseling to men, and uh, we can give a lot of great advice, but nothing happens until there's a transformation. Um, The Bible in Genesis 126 says that I was made in God's image, in his likeness, to have dominion. And If I really want to figure out who am I and what am I made for, I have to go back to the original manufacturer and the fact that God made me, that the Bible says that God knew me before I was formed in my mother's womb. And so because he made me, he made me with a specific identity. And uh, it's so critical that men understand that the beginning of manhood, the beginning of the answers, the beginning to the solutions is having a personal relationship with Jesus. What does that mean? That means an encounter, a transformational moment. Um, I don't know what your story is, but my story involved jail. And uh, it doesn't have to involve jail, but mine did. And I came to a place where I was done. I came to the bottom of my pit and I knew there had to be something more. And in that moment, I believe the Spirit of God reached to me and began to draw me It didn't happen instantaneously. It was a drawing. It was a drawing. uh, uh, I wanted more. I wanted, I needed more. And that began my process of transformation. I want to revisit this Genesis 126 scripture and uh, just kind of unpack that a little bit because I think it kind of holds the key to a man's way back to the original purpose. God has a way back for us. And I think it hold, it, the key's held in Genesis 1 and 26. It said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. 
So three things, image, likeness, and dominion. He made me to look like him, to reflect him in his image. He made me in his likeness to be a representation of him, a presentation of Jesus to the world. And he also made me to have dominion. Now, this is kind of a a sticky point here. It's not to dominate. It's to have dominion. It's to rule and reign with justice. It's to rule and reign how God would rule and reign. And so I, I find my three points, these three areas, image, likeness, and dominion, we could also say it, image, it, it provides an identity. Likeness is the affirmation of that identity. And dominion is the authority that God gives us. So we have identity, affirmation, and authority. Those are the three progressive keys that every man is looking for even when they don't know what they're looking for. We can trace, we, when there's a man in a crisis, when there's a marriage in trouble, or there's a guy in trouble, there's always an issue with identity. They don't know who they are. And because they don't know who they are, they don't know what they were made to do. So they find themselves doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And so this is an incredible revelation that God's kind of, imparted into us. Pastor Jose Lopez in Peru, uh, Powerhouse Peru, one of our churches that is overseas, uh, really, really got the original revelation and began to share with all of us. And it's, this thing has just kind of began to, to, to just really unpack and to, we begin to see it. We're, do, we're, we're restoring men to their identity, to identity through affirmation into authority all over the world right now. We do, we do retreats where we focus on identity, affirmation, and uh, authority all over South America. We just got back from Central America, all over the United States. We're headed out this week to go do an, another retreat down in South Texas. Uh, Pastor Jose is traveling into Europe, Italy, places like Italy. Uh, um, he's got a few other places that I know he's traveling to that are hungry because there's a lack of manhood. There's a lack of fathering and understanding what is a father. So let me, let, me, let me share something more with you. When he made us in his image, in his likeness, and to have dominion, um, he gave us three responsibilities. So if you go back to Genesis, this is the story of Adam. Adam was made in his image, in his likeness, to have dominion. His responsibilities were to transmit to his wife and his future children the heart of the father, the father's instruction, and also provide the father's covering over them. Identity, affirmation, and authority. And we all know the story. Uh, He made a choice. And uh, from that day forward, Jesus was on the way to earth, and when he came to earth, he came to reconcile our identity and to affirm that identity and to place us back in authority. It's a really powerful thought. And if we can get men connected to that identity, because the enemy, he wants to distort the image of God. He wants to separate me from the identity of who I am. He doesn't want me operating as a son of God. He wants me operating in the spirit of a slave. 
if he can get me in in a in a in a less than identity, in an identity that that sees myself like a slave or a servant and not a son, then he separates me from who I belong to. And that is the ploy of the enemy that we see time and time again. The heart of the father, what is that? The heart of the father, the identity, we're supposed to reflect him. We were made as men. When, when, I, got, when I got married to my wife, my responsibility was to show, to, was to reflect the image of the father to my wife and to my children. When they saw me, they would, they would see a reflection of my heavenly father. That was my responsibility. Do I do that all the time? No, I fail a lot. In fact, probably if you're listening to this podcast, a lot of this stuff sounds like, man, I can't hit that. Listen, you can't hit it on your own. That's why you have to be saved. You have to have the Holy Spirit functioning on the inside of you. But it doesn't make the responsibility wrong. It doesn't change the responsibility. My responsibility every day when I get up is, am I reflecting the Father? Am I reflecting who God is to my family? That's a powerful and a very uh, urgent responsibility that every man has. The second thing is the, the father's instruction. Am I leading them right? And I, and I, I stop here because if I, if I don't reflect the father correctly and I move in to try, try to just give instruction, it's not received well. Because if I'm not reflecting the father's love, then then when I give instruction, it's received from a place of, of domina- domineering, controlling. It's not received from a place of love. So you can't give instruction without first loving like God loved. And I see that time and time again, even in my own life with my children. When I try to give rules and there's no relationship or the relationship is hurting, it always yields a rebellion. So rules without relationship always yield a rebellion. And men, we have to get our, 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 uh, our minds around this and understand that the first place we start is reflection. What are we reflecting? Do we treat our children and our wives like God, the Heavenly Father, treats us? That's a big question. And when he has patience with me, do I extend that patience to my family? When he has grace with me, do I extend that grace to my family? How far do I go to extend that grace to be who I need to be uh, to my family? So the heart of the father shows how I love them. The father's instruction is uh, it, the, the instruction. Listen, it's not just what to do, it's how to do it. In other words, there has to be a demonstration of instruction. In Matthew uh, 28, when he sent them out and he said, go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe. I love that. Teaching them to observe. Show them how to follow the Lord's instruction. They need a demonstration. Our instruction has to be from example, from living it out in front of them, from a demonstration, not just instruction, not just this is how you do it, 
not just a little recipe, a list of rules of what to do and what not to do. They need to see us live it. So every man on the call today, the first thing we need to do is reflect his image. We need to, how God is with me, I have to be that way to others, to my wife, to my children, and even other relationships, any relationship. Am I reflecting God? Do I speak like God would speak? The second thing is instruction, but I got to model it. I've got to demonstrate it. Are you a good demonstrator of how to live it out? See, because everybody, everybody can talk about it, but there's very, it's rare for the, to see the men that are living it. We, the world needs men that are, the church, the church needs men that are living it, women that are living it, because this world that's lost is looking at us saying, do you really believe what you believe? And the only way they know that we believe it is when we live it. And so there's a power to living, living it out. So the heart of the Father, love your family, reflect. Then the Father's instruction, demonstrate it. And then the Father's covering. So important for a father that we cover our children, that we cover our our wives, that we're covering that, you know, in, in the book of uh, Genesis, there's a story of Noah where he had had, he had planted the vineyard and he drank too much and he fell asleep naked in his tent. And his first son came in and looked upon his nakedness and went and told his other brothers about the nakedness, right? But the, but the two good sons walked in backwards and they covered his father. They covered their, his mistake. They covered, and that's the heart of God, he sent Jesus to cover me. He sent Jesus to, to, to be that, that propitiation for my sin, that even though my sin was red as scarlet, even though I was guilty, even though I deserved what I was going to get, Jesus covered me. And sometimes I think that as fathers, if we would cover our children and cover their mistakes I'm not saying capitulate to them. I'm not saying uh, allow sinfulness to just run rampant. I'm saying we need to be fathers. And when our kids make a mistake, they need to be able to say, they need to be able to say, I made a mistake. I've got to go tell dad versus I made a mistake. I've got to hide from dad. How do they see you? How does your, how does your family see you? Do they see you as a covering or as something that they're afraid of. You know, I said this not too long ago in, a, in, a, in one of our men's service, uh, and, and I've, I, I say this because I've struggled with these, with these things where I'm a little too hard sometimes with, some of, with my daughters. If I create an environment where my children are afraid of me, then I've done something wrong as a father. And you know, as fathers sometimes, we gotta just recognize that we can do some things wrong. And when we do something wrong, that it's our responsibility to own up to what we did and to call our children in and to apologize and to repent and to love on them and tell, and, and tell them that we're sorry, to be empathetic and sympathetic with what we've done and how we've wounded them. That's the only way because, because when we do something hard and we do something wrong, we cause a wound in that person. And the only healing for that wound is forgiveness repentance, sorrowfulness, and admitting 
that we did something wrong, admitting our mistakes. We're teaching. Now we're teaching. Now we're demonstrating. Because listen, if you've lived any, any, any length of time on this earth, you know you're going to make mistakes and you're going to have to own them and you're going to have to repent for them and say you're sorry sometimes. And what better lesson to teach our children? Where will they learn that? They'll learn that they should learn that at home with a godly father or a godly mother that's quick to say, hey, that's, that's my bad. So there's men all over the world trying to figure out what to do. I believe that God has given us this revelation about identity, affirmation, and authority. But it all starts with identity. Where do you find your identity? Where are you trying to find it? Are you trying to find it in your career? Are you trying to find it in a relationship? You know, outside of Christ? Are you trying to find it in money? Are you trying to find it in how many things you can gather and have? Are you trying to build an empire? You know, I just say, say to you, that if you're listening to this, those places, they're there. And from a distance, they seem like they'll satisfy and they'll be great. But there's, there's so many people that have gone those routes and they'll tell you they're empty without Jesus. They're empty without knowing your father, your heavenly father. And God gives us men and women in our lives. He gives us, uh, this is a man church uh, podcast. He gives us men to be like spiritual fathers unto us, like Timothy had a Paul, like Paul had a Barnabas. He gives us those men in our lives, not to lord it over us, but to be there as, as places of wisdom, people of wisdom, people who could give advice, people that have walked before us to reflect the image of God to us. In fact, you're supposed to be that to someone, but you can't be that to someone until first you have someone being that to you because you cannot give what you don't have. So thank you guys for listening today. I hope you got something out of this this little talk here. Identity, affirmation, and authority. Those are the three things that every man needs. If you can hook them to identity, and you can affirm that identity, and you can get them hooked on their God-given purpose, a a man will be maximized, and a man will be able to fulfill what God called him to do. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thanks for listening. If you're hungry for more, catch up on our previous episodes by searching Man Church on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. To watch this episode on YouTube, go to Powerhouse Church's YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment and review so more men can find these episodes. To learn more on why manhood and Christlikeness are synonymous, go to manchurchinternational.com. See you on the next episode.